welcome to the not-so-much-the-neutral zone? Yes. That was new- Anyways, uh, special edition! <laughs> That's my, di- uh, my version of the red alert. I did. I, love- I cannot remember what it sounds like at all. I love special editions because it means we have more Star Trek TV series news. So yes. Far, anyway. So I'm going to pass this along to Kim, who's probably... Vibrating? Yes. Visibly I've vibrating. been visibly vibrating. I have been screaming on the inside and the outside all afternoon. Her spleen has been venting all day. <laughs> uh, new showrunner just announced for the Star Trek TV series. It's Brian Fuller. I'm dying of happiness. This is like the best thing I could have heard all day. It's amazing. Now, Kim, why don't you share with the class what Brian Fuller's most recent major successful credit is? I'd say successful with some quotation marks yeah. on oh. it since it got cancelled. Snap, snap! It's Hannibal. Yeah, I really don't know how I feel about this. Oh, I feel so happy. Hannibal is one of the best TV series of the last ten years. It's so good. It's so amazing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's also currently show running the um, American Gods. The Neil Which the hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened yet, but he's he's show running it. I don't know if it qualifies as a credit as all. I I'm think saying. they just cast... They, they've cast the main character in yeah. that. I Brian Fuller has a very long history with Star Trek. He worked on Deep Space Nine and Voyager as a writer and I think a producer on both. Um and one of the things I found when I was fangirling about the internet was a twenty thirteen interview he did where he basically laid out his vision for if he was allowed to do Star Trek, this is what he would do. Quote, if J.J. Abrams would let me. Yes, exactly. So I'm really excited about this. He's also got, to his credit, he's also got things like Pushing Daisies, which I know Corinne liked. And things, I think he did um, uh, the two ones about the dead girls who talk to things. Um... Dead like me. Dead like me and Wonderfalls, I, I think. I Although like she Wonderfalls. may not have been dead. It was inanimate objects. Okay. Yeah. But I think someone died along the way so that she could talk to inanimate objects, but I have never seen that episode. Yeah. So these are all relatively re- pretty good series. Yeah, but he hasn't done sci-fi basically since he wrote for Trek way back in the day. Would right? argue that Hannibal is sci-fi. Would argue that Dead Like Me is sci-fi. It's really not also that Wonderfalls was yeah. fantasy. I think what, no, what you're arguing for is hard sci-fi, which I would, I would counter-argue that no one is making. Well, no, but I mean, it just does, none of the things that he has done that he has showrun or produced. That's because no one is making hard sci-fi anymore. Done anything that was even thematically similar to Star Trek. I'm a little strong disagree. Yeah. I would say that maybe Hannibal, from what I've heard from you. He and does whimsy and scary maybe Wonderfalls and Dead Lazy. Like Me is kind of an exploration of what it means to be human, what it means to be a righteous or moral person. Oh, absolutely. And what it is, what decisions should a good person make when faced with difficult ethical decisions like, do I eat my neighbors? Do I eat the roof? Um, I honestly think this is a really good decision. Um, I mean, I, I'm glad that he's super enthusiastic about it. That is something I really like in my uh, Star Trek showrunners, Abrams. But, um, yeah, I'm going to be angry forever. But, I don't know. I, I have not seen most of the stuff. I have not pers- I don't, I didn't like Pushing Daisies. I, I could lend you the first two seasons of Hannibal on I am DVD. never, ever going to watch Hannibal. And that's ever. as a loss to you, not because ever. Hannibal is a great yeah, series. Yeah, and I'm glad it makes you happy, but dear God, fucking no. Not ever. I think that this is a really good decision because he's got the background and the chops from doing old Star Trek. I think he's a really 
good bridge as to what Star Trek was in the past. He was involved in two great shows. Mm -hmm. One great show, one pretty good show. And he knows what it is to make television now. Yes. I think he's a really good bridge from that old school episodic writing to someone who who is really writing exciting and edgy television. Yeah. Like like Hannibal is. Yeah, that's, and let's not say exciting and edgy. It makes me very nervous. No, and I mean, say what you want, Ari, about the fact that his shows get canceled or Korean, you were talking about. <laughs> I will say that his shows get canceled. But they're not, they're always critically acclaimed and they're always get buzz and people are always talking about them. There's good stuff in there. Well, I think Brian Fuller's name alone is going to mean that this show gets really good ratings for the first season and that is to the good. It's just that personally, I have not felt any particular emotional resonance with any of the shows that he has run, so it makes me personally very nervous. Also, Hannibal actively freaks me out. Oh no! I think it's just because they're projects that have they're none of your wheelhouse, not even a little bit. But I so I don't know objectively because I did not watch Hannibal because it is again outside of nothing my remotely anyway. Nothing, nothing about it is for me, and I accept <laughs> that. But I did actually keep up with the plot and. Uh, what happened in the show and was really intrigued by the way that they did it. It's a beautifully well, yeah. shot Hannibal show. Basically, it's, it's his fan fiction, essentially. It's incredibly successful fan fiction. No. No. No, 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 no. No, what he does is he has taken small details from the book. So he's mm-hmm. taken like one or two lines and like, and turned that into an entire season of how did this happen? Yeah, I, I think he's a really strong choice. He's a very strong storyteller. Like, mm-hmm. season, like, se- Say what you want about it. You guys don't like Hannibal. That's totally fine. Season one is this beautiful contained story. Season two is amazing. And season two has some unbelievably intense emotional arcs. And I mean, yes, it's about kind of terrible people who like kind of eat people for like funsies. But like when you get to the end of season two of Hannibal and Will says to Hannibal, you were supposed to supposed to leave. And Hannibal says, we couldn't leave without you. Like it's gut wrenching and it's emotional. And there are so many different things that come into play in this, just like one scene. And it's just, it's real. He's a really, really amazing storyteller. And I'm excited for that because a lot of what he did with Hannibal was really develop the characters and then their relationship to each other. And I think what Star Trek has lacked in the past is since that the nineties focus on the relationships. Like, yes. oftentimes, because of the episodic nature of television back then, people's characters and relationships get reset constantly. And, like, and it's something we complain about with the original yes. series all the time, is, like, episode-to-episode yeah. stuff I don't reset. think it's true in, in, of late 90s Star Trek, which, of course, is the era that he worked on. I think DS9 DS9 did, did an amazing job. I feel like Next Gen oftentimes... Well, Next Gen was still sort of hanging on to the old formats, but um, my question was which episodes of Star Trek he had worked on. Um, he's written, He wrote a bunch of stuff in the later series of Voyager, yeah, including um, Workforce Part 1 and 2. Is that the um, one where they're all brain-wiped and... Yes, Chakotay is very distraught. Yeah. Chakotay is very distraught about the fact that Janeway is hooking up with some other dude on this planet. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and then he also wrote two episodes of Deep Space Nine. One of them was Empok Noor, and I cannot remember for the life of me the title of the other one. Empok Noor was good. Empok Noor was very good, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm just waiting, I guess. I'm, I'm glad that he loves Star Trek, and he clearly does love Star Trek, and he at least knows what it's supposed to look like, which is a big plus, but, uh... Yeah, I, okay, so I came out of a giant-ass meeting this afternoon, and I went and sat down at my desk, and I was like, okay, I need a five-minute break, I'm going to look at Facebook. 
And I went on there. And I'm scrolling, 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 and I see Brian Fuller to head Star Trek. And I swear to God, I blacked out for a few seconds. Everything just went dark and fuzzy and quiet, and I was just like, yes! <laughs> I had much the similar response, and then I was taking a break after something very busy, and I found this on my Twitter feed, and I was like, huh, well... Kim will be excited. Yeah, <laughs> I thought the same thing. And then I texted you both in all caps. You did, you did. Yes, <laughs> which was very much appreciated. I, I'm excited about it. I think it's a really strong choice. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great, great match. I, I think the last time we actually talked about about this, the thing that came up was that, especially that Ari was concerned about, is like, it all comes down to who's the showrunner, who's going to yeah. be helping this thing. And Brian Fuller, as the brains of the operation is not a bad thing. This is fantastic. And it makes me more excited. This puts me like, like strongly in like, Oh my God, squee territory. I'm, I'm keeping myself below the, uh, below the, the average pessimism level because that way I can't be disappointed. Well, I'm going to immediately start tweeting Brian Fuller about my ideas for Starfleet HR. Ooh, you should do that. Definitely do that. (laughs) 